Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of the Just Shiatsu Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Justin Zielinski, and as always, I will be feeding you opinions and biases directly from my point of view. Today, I wanted to talk about meditation and, and then see how we can think about how meditation is like a shiatsu treatment in some ways and how those benefits that we get from meditation also exist in shiatsu treatments as well. So I think by starting off, we should first probably define what meditation is. If you have looked around at meditation enough, so you might run across different ideas and thoughts, and there are many different ways to meditate out there. So sometimes they seem like they contradict each other or don't blend so well. So let's give it like a a simple definition so that we can understand what we're talking about. So meditation is the idea of engaging in contemplation or reflection. It can be engaging in a mental exercise such as breathwork or mantras to reach a heightened level of spiritual awareness. It is the act of giving your attention to one thing, or you could even say it's the act of cultivating an awareness. And the other thing that's usually mixed in within meditation is usually there's a sense of stillness that is is being presented. Um, Most people will do like a sitting style of meditation. But it exists in other forms too. People will meditate while moving or, you know, qigong and things of those are considered moving meditative arts. But let's let's just start with like the most simple or usually like the starting point people use to start a meditative practice. And it's usually just focusing on breath. And the, the practice is very simple. You know, you, you find a quiet place to, you know, stand, sit, lay down. We'll talk about the difference between those two later. But for now, just a place where you can be still. And then you just start to breathe. The common practice usually for beginners is to count to 10, right? Take one breath in, one, breathe out, one, breathe in, two, breathe out, two, and continue until you get up to 10. Now, this sounds super simple and easy to do, but if you've never meditated before, getting to 10 and keeping count and getting to 10 can be insanely hard. It's very easy to breathe in one, breathe out one, breathe in two. Then there noise happens in the background. And all of a sudden you start thinking about what that could have been. And then that trails off into what you need to do later. And then you realize that you're no longer even counting your breath. And I think this is where people tend to get frustrated with this idea of meditation, thinking that when you meditate, your your mind will just be purely focused on that one thing and never be distracted. That's not what happens in meditation. Meditation is actually the act of watching the mind go crazy and then just bringing your attention back to what you wanted to focus on. And you repeatedly do that. And that's what the exercise is. I've been meditating on and off for over 20 years for sure. Um, And in the last, I would say three or four years, I've been a lot more diligent with my practice. It's almost a daily practice, but I I take days off just because I think it's healthy not to have that, that need that meditation will make my life better. I just do it because it feels good. So why would we do this exercise, right? Just listening to it, it probably doesn't sound like too much fun. Unless you've done it, then you might know, you know the benefits of doing this. But it does enhance self-awareness so we can get a better sense of ourself by sitting still. And for some people, this can be uncomfortable. But that's part of the process. You know, When you get comfortable with yourself and learn to love yourself better, you actually get a sense of happiness or pleasure from, from being with yourself in some ways. You also learn to lengthen your attention span. You know, as as you learn to focus on your your breath, if you choose to use that as a starting way to meditate, 
or if you have other practices you use, right, you'll realize that over time, you'll be able to focus on things for longer periods of time. Like getting to the 10th breath is no longer a problem, right? Where in the beginning, you know, getting past number four probably was really hard. And then it brings you more into the moment, the present moment. So you get rid of the the monkey mind, this, this mind that's always reaching into the past to understand things or moving into the future to try and figure out what you're going to do, right? If you're just focusing, say, on your breath for the moment, you're bringing yourself to that most present moment in time, right? You're here, you're now, you're feeling the breath move in, you're feeling it move out. There's nothing else going on. Now, those moments are brief, but that's what you meditate for is to get to those moments for brief moments. And then, you know, the mind trails off again and then you bring it back. Mind trails off again, then you bring it back. It's just the practice. Some of the less, hmm, I'm trying to think of how to say this. Some of the things that you may also get from meditation, but I don't think are 100% guaranteed, depending on how you're practicing and, you know, what your goals are, are that you can, you can get new perspectives on certain situations in life. You know, by meditating on specific circumstances, sometimes clarity may may come in a way that I just can't explain, but it's happened to me many times through meditation. There's just an inner knowing that seems to to shine forth and it can change your perspective on how you were looking at something, which can really kind of transform that whole situation for you. This can also result in, you know, reduced negative emotions as you learn to see things in a more positive light or be with things and feel more comfortable with them, right? Like you tend to be a little less negative about it. You get in increased imagination and creativity. Some of the meditation practices will actually involve a very strong sense of using this idea of imagination. And, you know, if you can learn to use your sense of imagination more creatively, like you can create more things, right? And lastly, one of the things that people generally walk away with is you can get a little more sense of patience and tolerance, right? As you learn to, to sit with your own, you know, stresses and worries and and things and learn to, to just be with them, right? That reflects out into the real world. You can learn to sit and be quiet while other people are, are moving through those same disturbances. You may even start to see them differently in other people. And then I was, you know, going through some stuff online. I wanted to see what other people were recommending as like, what are the benefits of meditation and stuff. So I ran across some other stuff that I found really interesting and I've used for myself, but I don't believe they're like, they're not a magic bullet, right? Like they're not going to fix these things, but meditation can definitely help with these things in the right circumstances. So it can reduce your stress in life, right? especially if you're learning to be in the moment and not think about the future and the past. Cause I mean, really all stress is, is worrying about what's going to happen in the future or worrying about how something wasn't right in the past. It can help anxiety and depression. You know, this is kind of along the same lines of stress. And, you know, that idea of, you know, being with yourself and getting a, a better sense of yourself and awareness of yourself, like, can bring more positivity into your life. I read an article yesterday that was talking about how the effects of meditation seem to give the same results as the idea of using antidepressants to deal with uh, depression and anxiety. And I have mixed feelings on this because I think it can lead people to thinking sitting still will will make you less depressed or anxious. It can, but I personally used it to deal with anxiety for most of my life and I, it works to deal with it, but it does not heal it, right? Like I would just learn to be like, okay, I'm anxious. I need to calm down. I need to relax. And, and it does help you develop that sense, but it never really got rid of my anxiety. So 
I think it's important to understand it's more of a, a tool that can be used to control as opposed to heal. Um, and the other side effect of that is sometimes when you have emotional or mental distress, you know, sitting with that emotional distress can be very uncomfortable and, you know, even cause more pain or hurt, you know, reliving traumatic situations while sitting still is not a pleasant experience. And so in that case, I wouldn't say meditation being used in this way is, is a hundred percent great, but it can have benefits, right? If you could learn to sit with those and be calm and relaxed, you will develop a greater ability to be with those things with less pain and hurt, right? So those are the basics of what it, of what like things you can expect or look forward to maybe getting from like being in meditation if you were thinking about doing such a thing. So the other questions that I think most people would be interested in would be like, you know, how much time should I dedicate to meditation? It doesn't seem like there's any recommendation for a specific time for anybody. I would do it for however long feels good to you. I, over my you know decades of practice, have have kind of landed on about 20 minutes a day is good for me. Like I don't need more than that. I don't need less. It usually takes me about 20 minutes to get into a zone where I can start to like feel the effects of a of good meditative practice. But I've also found after 20 minutes for myself, it never really changes. So after I get to the 20 minute mark, if I meditate for another hour, it's all the same and it doesn't really change. And my goal in life is not to sit still and do nothing. It's just to help, you know, this practice is supposed to be helping me move through my life in a more calm and efficient way, maybe might be a way to say it. So I think when you start out, like a couple minutes is going to be tough. So I think just starting from there, right? Sit with yourself for a couple minutes, see how it feels. Yeah, don't give up on it right away. It's going to feel weird and uncomfortable at first. You know, try it for a couple of weeks. And then if after a couple of weeks, you don't find you're getting benefit from it. I wouldn't even waste my time doing meditation, right? Like there should be a benefit you feel you're getting from it. But as always, things take time, right? So I wouldn't just shut it out right away because it's going to be uncomfortable at first. And then if you do find that you're enjoying, you know, taking a couple of minutes to, to relax and breathe, you're starting to feel your body, you know, get into a more relaxed state, something more pleasurable than it was in before you started the practice, then I would work on increasing it. And just like I experimented with myself between, you know, doing short meditations to I've, I've experimented with doing, you know, hours of meditation just to see what the difference is. And I, for myself, came to this idea that 20 minutes was, was good for me. And the second question that I think is interesting to, and this is one of the more factors of meditation I find really interesting is the positions in which you can meditate, right? I do a lot of martial arts training. And so, you know, those are probably considered forms of moving meditation, but I don't really find those as satisfying to me as being still. So I, when I meditate, I do like the idea of stillness. There's three ways that I feel the human body can really kind of be still, right? You can be still in a standing posture. You can be still in a sitting position. And you can be still in a laying down position. Those seem to be the, the three basic positions we, we tend to be in in a regular existence. So I'm going to share with you some of the benefits and things I do and don't like with each of the, the positions and how, how they seem to affect me when I'm meditating. So standing posture, this is my least favorite way 
to meditate. I find standing to be very uncomfortable for lengths of time. If you have any pains or aches in your body, especially those that deal with some of the postural muscles, these will become very apparent in a standing meditation. And from being around other practitioners and talking about these things with other practitioners, some people love this pain that develops when they're standing and trying to deal with it and, 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 and soften it and, and help it, right? Like meditation can be a good tool for dealing with pain. So if you're dealing with pain, you know, maybe standing with it and learning to relax into it has a great benefit. I personally don't like it. I just, the pain tends to like draw my mind to it and I can't seem to get it off. And then it just gets more and more uncomfortable. And I've sat with it for an hour or so before. It's just, I don't find it pleasurable for the goals that I look to receive from my meditation practices. But others love it. So, you know, experiment with it for yourself. The other way that we can do this is sitting. I always sit on the floor on a, a meditation pillow myself. I don't like sitting in a chair, but that is also another way, depending on how easily it is for you to sit. I find that sitting is kind of the the balance between what it's like to meditate standing and the balance of what it's like to meditate laying down. So to me, a standing practice is a very physical practice, right? It draws a lot of attention to the physical essence of yourself, your physical body. And laying down, as we'll discuss in a moment, focuses more on what a sense of feeling yourself is like without so much physical interference. Sitting is like the in-between, right? Like, so sometimes when I'm sitting, I'll feel an ache or pain in my shoulders. But it's not as distracting as standing, so I could sit with it easier. And I can also feel a better sense of myself expanding out into the awareness around me. So this is probably the best style of meditation I've done the most. And because it's a balance between the two, I do think it has some great benefits. But I really have been experimenting more so with laying down in the past years than I ever have. And I feel this meditation is the most beneficial for what I want from my meditations, right? So this is a posture in which I can let go of all the tension in my body because now the ground is supporting me and it allows everything to move through me very openly and freely. So all those tense spots that you feel in your body, especially when we're talking about medicine as you know we've been talking about in this podcast for shiatsu and stuff, like these tense spots are blockages in the body, right? And by feeling them more, sometimes I feel like we're just enhancing them and it's just creating more of a blockage. The pain builds, right? Well, laying down, I never experience, like, especially when it's muscular pain, it never seems to increase because the muscle can actually just relax. The ground has me in every possible way. I need no posturable, postural muscles to, to hold my body in position other than maybe to keep my head upright. Nothing else needs to be like there. The ground has the weight of my body and it's supporting it without any of my help. And this is why I choose to practice this way the most as of late. Now, the one danger with laying down and meditating is if you lose your sense of focus and attention, you can very easily fall asleep while laying down. You can fall asleep in all the positions except for maybe standing because your body will collapse to the ground, so it probably won't let itself fall asleep. But in sitting, you know, you can kind of doze off here and there. I've noticed every once in a while my head will drop and it'll wake me up from a meditative meditative state of mind. And well, 
laying down, sometimes you tend to float right on the border of like what it's like to be asleep and awake, which can have some advantages if you don't fall all the way asleep because I'm always usually focusing on something specific for my meditation. So when I fall asleep, I lose that, that, that fixed focus that I'm working on for that, that session. So now that we've kind of talked generally about meditation, I wanted to talk about how shiatsu and meditation in my mind seem to be a very good marriage. So when you come to get a shiatsu treatment, right, the goal is for you to relax and let everything kind of be supported by the practitioner or the object of which you're laying on. In this regard, you know, you're kind of entering a meditative state without like thinking that you're going into a meditative state. Instead, this is a treatment to help, you know, deal with whatever's going on in your life. But in some ways it resembles or is exactly like a meditative state. So I think that when you get a shiatsu treatment and you you will get all the benefits of meditation plus the benefit of the touch that brings to any sort of meditative work or just body work in general. So one of the side effects of touch, especially when someone feels safe and secure and the touch is done in a, a caring way, is that we get a lot of hormones released that, that create positive feelings in the body, right? They're stress relieving. The other thing I find is, you know, when we meditate, we talked about how the mind wanders sometimes into these weird spots where you, where you weren't planning on going and then you have to bring it back, right? With a shiatsu treatment, the person is constantly touching your body and moving along your body, which to me is kind of like a reminder of, all right, stay here with us, stay here with us. Be in this moment, be in this moment, which is almost like, I'm trying to think of how to say it. It's like supersizing your meditation, right? Like now your, your focus was to try and to be in the moment. And on top of it, now somebody else is also reminding you like, stay here, stay here, be with us, feel this. This is who you are. You know, like there's a lot of that self-awareness that can be brought to, to attention through this practice. And you know, there's always that unexplainable factor two that comes in whenever two people or more are in a group setting trying to do something together so we're focused on this goal of a treatment and a shiatsu process and when we have two people focused on that instead of one the effects are greater right you know i work on healing practices in some of my meditations and i get results from them but they are always increased when i do the same work within a shiatsu treatment right and lastly, you know, this is a lot of what we've been talking about in the podcast in general, but like, while you're focusing on something in this, you know, you could say meditative state of mind that a treatment has, has going for it, we're finding and clearing blocks that wouldn't be so apparent without your focus of trying to move through those things that are the blocks in your life. So these are enhancing those blocks that are in the body and they get easier to find and feel for the practitioner. And then I can you know, more easily clear those. And it might even be more brought to your awareness as well as the treatment process is right now. You're focusing on it and you can maybe feel that change happen as opposed to just it happened, but you weren't really there present with it to experience it. So you're not sure how you should be changing or feeling was being in the treatment process and trying to be there with it has brought some more attention to a better sense of self. And you may you know, be able to move through those changes a little easier. So the last thing I wanted to talk about with 
regards to shiatsu and this meditative process is shiatsu is usually done in two two forms right someone either usually works on a mat on the floor or they work on a table just like you would in a traditional like swedish massage and i think there's advantages and disadvantages to both i myself work on the floor and i think that the greatest benefit to the receiver is on the floor and the reason i think this is the greatest benefit is because the floor is ev- under you everywhere so the freedom of movement of you know it's most apparent in the arms and the ability for them to sit in any position and feel relaxed without you having to hold them allows the body to be more open and and receptive to things whereas from my personal experiences from getting shiatsu treatments on a, a table is there's always this potential that the movement that someone's doing to me especially when someone's like maybe doing some shoulder work is that movement and jostling tends to make my arms start to slide off the table, which makes me have to hold my body a little more in position and I can't let go as much. Now, there could be an advantage to that if you want someone to stay inside their body and not get too meditative and spiritual within their treatment. But I think the meditative and spiritual practice would only enhance the treatment. So I would prefer that if that's where you want to go with your treatment that you have the freedom to go there without having to worry about the uh you know the arms falling off the table is is the most obvious feeling and it's something i personally dislike a lot when i get treatments is when i start to have to hold my arms on there and you know there are some fixes of that people will tell you to tuck your hands in your pants or something like that and i'm like i don't want to do that either i don't really want to tuck my hands in my pants it seems kind of weird to me but I get it to keep the arms on the table. Now, the one advantage the table has over the mat is that when we're doing the back work, tables have the headrest, right, which allows the spine and head to be in a more natural, easy position. Whereas when on a floor on the mat and you're doing back work, it's the same as laying on your stomach in bed. So if you find those positions of laying on your stomach and having to turn your head left or right, um, those can be a little more uncomfortable and a little more straining on the neck. Now that the body can be positioned and propped in such a way that the head can keep that same posture, but it's not as easy to, it's not as easy to get into those positions as it is with a headrest that sits on a, a table. And again, a table, you know, has benefits to those who have some physical hindrances in life that don't let them, you know, get up and down from the floor as easy. You know, as you can see from my explanation here, I do think the mat, which is the traditional way that it was taught from the founder, the founder of Zen Shiatsu, which was Shizuto Masanaga, is that ability to let go, right? I think that's the most important process in any healing process is the ability to let something go and move freely through and come to its completed state instead of holding it, you know, forever in this this state of tension. Now, one thing that you should know the between the two is that from the practitioner's standpoint, a practitioner can do the same work on the table as they can on the floor. So it's not really a discussion of the quality of the work you'll receive. It's more the quality of the work you'll be able to feel due to the positioning and the ways you have to hold your body in comparison to the two different, you know, the table or the mat. Well, I hope, you know, again, as always, that we brought something new to you, you know, some 
new thought or perspective that maybe makes you think about yourself in a different way or maybe makes you experiment about you know what it like what it means to live a healthy happy life as a as a human being on the planet well as always thank you everyone for listening i appreciate you taking the time to listen to me ramble and you know if you want to know more about me or you know just see some pictures of the work and me you can visit my website it's just shiatsu.com if you have any questions or comments that you would like to share with me you know you can reach out to me through email it's just zelinsky at gmail.com and as always i hope you have a great time in life and when the next podcast comes out i hope you're there to listen have a great time thank you